your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside Tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Let's go. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Louisiana Tech, 45, Southern Miss, 30. Tell me again, BC, it never gets old. Louisiana Tech, 45, Southern Miss, 30. Dogs move to six and one overall, three and zero in conference USA play. Beck, you said it never gets old, and boy, does it never get old. The monkey is off the back. The oh, flood- don't even say that. You spent all last week talking about how there was no monkey on no back. The floodgates have been opened up. The dogs are hungry. The dogs came to eat Saturday night, Beck Haynes. Was that some fun inside Joe IA Stadium or what? I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, Ben. But I don't know how many times I've told it. That was the most fun I've had in Joe I Joe AI Stadium. However you say it, Joe IA Joe IA Stadium. That was the most fun I've had since I started attending Bulldog games. I don't know if it was the the added um, spice because of Jack Abraham and the fact that Tech hadn't beaten you, uh, Southern Miss in four games. I don't know if that was it. I don't know if it was just starting off down 14-0 and then coming back and just whooping that tail. But I don't know what it was, Ben, but it was an electric atmosphere. The weather was perfect. Oh, weather Game was time sensational. was perfect. Oh, yeah. Crowd was great. Crowd was engaged. My boy Jamar was great. Amik, fantastic. Ben, it was as Put much as fun. Put him in the league. Put him in the league. I was legitimately scared that was the last game we were going to see Amik. Oh, he might just shut it down. Shut it down and just say, making millions. And, and Beck, you know, you, you talk about, you know, it was coming into the game, and we talked about it last week, how we thought it was extremely overrated that it, that the Jack versus Jamar storyline was talked about, you know, and it's been talked about for years ever since Jack left Louisiana Tech. And we, and we said, you know, it's not a matchup of the two quarterbacks, but, and, and we're going to talk about this at 6.15 and at 6.30, Abraham made this game personal. Yeah, I don't early. Yeah, I don't even know if it was Jack against Jamar. I think it was just Jack against Tech. Tech yeah. yeah, he he made but it personal I early on. We were down in the end zone, so we didn't see it, but we kept hearing that Jack made some kind of gesture towards the sideline after after Southern Miss went up fourteen to zero. But and you know, I think that was kind of like a we assumed it was a you could have had me kind of a gesture. Yeah, a little I don't bit think of a little bit of a wake up call yeah, for the dogs from yeah, that point on. Yeah, I don't know if that lit a fire under him, but whatever it was been you know in you know when that when they returned that kickoff you know we kind of looked at each other and it's like man Ooh, here we go I really again. hope this isn't like I hope it's not over not that like seven points is over but I hope this doesn't just take the wind out of tech sales but how many times have has have we seen teams do that go up 14-0 early and then barely score again the rest of the game yeah. I mean and it, it happens yeah and does. it happens Saturday afternoon like it was just beautiful I don't know if that made it sweeter but man I was impressed from top to bottom uh, Jack didn't impress me much. I mean, granted, he hadn't played against Amik in a few years, but like yeah. I, that was. Oh, and we're gonna break down the entire game starting. Yeah, sorry, in the next I got ahead of myself. No, no, you're good. And we're gonna 
break down the whole game starting in the next segment. But it was certainly nice to see Louisiana Tech pick up a 45-30 win over Southern Miss. I think, you know, it got a lot of the fan base back on Tech's side after a rough couple of years. Not a rough couple of years. You know, Tech had been winning, but it wasn't in the most grand fashion uh, by any means. And I think that was a big confidence builder uh, for the fans. I think a lot of Tech fans have now truly bought into what this team can be going forward with five games remaining in the regular season. Of course, you can call us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline. Uh, you can give us your thoughts, 888-993-7762. Uh, of course, we'd love to hear from you and give your thoughts on Louisiana Tech's big 45-30 victory over the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Of course, we want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. One B- more, BC. Speaking of O'Neill Gas, I was talking to the guys this week. Do you have any idea that that they sold natural gas appliances, BC? Not just gas. Did not. Also, natural gas appliances. Go see the guys at O'Neill. Tankless water heaters, stoves. They got Grills, it all. Fireplaces, Ben. Whatever you need, go see the guys at O'Neill Gas. We certainly appreciate all of our sponsors as they keep me and BC on the radio. Absolutely. Of course, one more shameless plug before we get into some things. Uh, current promotion going on at BleedTechBlue.com. Oh, here we go. Dogs are 6-1, 3-0 of the conference, so here we go. One loss, join us for one buck. No Three and 3-0 in conference, get three months of access. <laughs> find me a better deal on the free market. You won't find it. BleedTechBlue.com. Use the promo code BTB3. Had plenty of folks joining the website this week. Louisiana Tech 6-1, 3-0 and in Conference USA play. will do that. The Dogs now sit alone in first place in the West Division. Beck, I mentioned that Tech, and you know, it kind of gets overshadowed with, you know, with the big win, a rivalry win, that the Dogs are now bowl eligible for a sixth straight year. I mean, it only took seven games, BC. It, it only took seven games, and you know, and you love a bowl game. Well, oh, and man. You, and you love anything, to say it's watered down. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. How many Tech teams have gone to six straight bowl games? I don't know, BC. 20 years ago, were they letting everybody go to bowls? I don't Back, know. I don't know yeah, You don't know. I don't know. Here's the deal. I'm glad they're going to a bowl. Let's step it up. Go to a real no, nice bowl. Yeah, there's certainly more at stake. But it, you certainly have to give them the pat on the oh. back. The old pat on the back has been given. Don't worry. Absolutely. So you look at some top 25 votes for the second straight week. Dogs pick, up, dogs pick up seven votes in the USA Today coaches poll. That puts them at number 34 in the country. They also add an additional vote in the AP poll. They're now up to two votes in the AP poll. We mentioned last week that a writer out in Hawaii voted for him. This week, a Tech alum in Arkansas. Well, how about that? How about them dogs? How about them dogs? But, you know, I don't know if you saw the game Saturday. It certainly seems like you did. Standing right next to you the whole time. Malik Stanley. Okay. Holy cow. actually had somebody the week before. I'm not going to name any names. Yeah. Somebody actually said to me, who's number 15? They look like an athlete. Like, had to literally ask. I made the joke. It's Cam McKnight. He ain't a mathlete. I can tell you that. I didn't know who he was, man. Let's be honest. I had to ask you who it was. Well, Malik Stanley's who he is. Yeah. Grad transfer from South Alabama. Obviously, Adrian Hardy missed the game with a hamstring. Isaiah Graham goes down four plays into it. 
uh, with a hip injury that he had suffered earlier in the week as well. Stanley steps up, eight catches, 212 yards, one touchdown. He's named the Co-Louisiana Sports Writer Association Offensive Player of the Week. Kudos to him with that okay. performance. Let me ask you this. Had more receiving yards in that game than he's had all year. I know. Well, let me ask you, was that was that just prime time stepping up, or was that the was that the DB that was covered and not not, uh, not real? Listen, Stanley's talented. Coming into this certainly game. Certainly looks the part, Ben. Well, and, <laughs> the dude looks the like, part. You made the comment several times that if you're going to create a player on NCAA, it's going to look like Malik Stanley. Yeah, 6'3", 225. Almost looks like he's playing in slow motion, but guess what? There ain't, uh, the DB for Southern Miss <laughs> heard he had a nightmare about Stanley last week, last night actually. Gosh, I mean he could. I mean, and they and like you were you were commenting that they weren't even double covering him. No, absolutely, leaving him not. wide open. Left him on an island, and Stanley took advantage. So, congrats to him, Louisiana Sports Writer Offensive Player of the Week. And then on the defensive side of the ball, perhaps the storyline of the game: Amik Robertson, three interceptions. Brings his career total to 14, which leads the country. I think he's two away from the all-time tech record, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just give you a brief rundown of the awards he won this week. Hit me. Louisiana Sports Writer Association Defensive Player of the Week. Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. He was named one of 14 semifinalists for the Jim Thorpe Award, which is given to the nation's top defensive back. He was named the Bronco Nagurski National Defensive Player of the Week. He was also named to the Bronco Nagurski Watch List. The Bronco Nagurski Award. What is that? Not a clue. It's given to the nation's most outstanding defensive player, regardless of position. Wow. Amik is on the map. Ben, is If this, he wasn't already before. Is this his last year in Ruston? I hope not, selfishly. Tabe says, heck yes, Well, it I, is. I, I, think, I think right now you have to say yes. But selfishly, I'd love to see him come back for a senior year. He's up to five interceptions on the year. Well, quit reading this. If you guys see him, tell him he needs one more year. He's we, doing all right. You know, really one more year. keep him here, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. So, certainly congrats to Malik Stanley and Meek Robertson uh, garnering plenty of awards after their spectacular performances in Louisiana Tech's 45 30 win over the Golden Eagles. Beck, did you happen to see your boy Boston Scott? I did. I did. Eagles uh, got blown out. Sure did. Boston, not that mad about it, probably. No, seven <laughs> carries, 32 yards, had a catch, five yeah. yards. Also had a big punt return. Yeah. About 30 yards got called back. But, you know, you, you obviously, like you said, he's not mad about it. He's getting an opportunity. And I think with the way he's performing, perhaps he's going to get a bigger opportunity in that Eagles offense. Certainly Carson Wentz needs some help. Right. Darren Spoles is hurt right now. If and I'm, he's old as dirt. He's, he might he might literally crumble. So Boston certainly took advantage of that. Happy to see that for a formal Bulldog. Kind of just step up when, when called upon. And, and, Ben, that's what you got to do at that level, especially if you're on that line. Well, especially being a young yeah, player. Young player, being on the line of that 53-man roster. Real happy for Boston. Uh, I know he was probably uh, not too mad to, uh, to be able to show what he's got, and he did it. So. Well, and you know who might have been happy for Boston Scott as well with Xavier Woods, but he said, I'll take a pick from Carson Wentz. First interception of the year. Big shout-out to the former Bulldog safety. I think I saw an article from Roy Lang in Shreveport said that Woods was inspired by Meek Robertson. <laughs> that makes total <laughs> sense. I don't know why it wouldn't have been. <laughs> I, I don't either. Jalen Ferguson. Baltimore Ravens, 
pick up big road win at the Seahawks. Ferguson has three tackles, one tackle for loss. Well, good for Ferguson. Russell Wilson, you're not quite quick enough. Also took a blow. Jalen Ferguson with one QB hit in the win as well. So some Bulldogs making some noise in the NFL this week, and we're certainly happy to see those guys. And I know that, you know, Vernon Butler was on a bye week, and Jordan Mills has been placed on IR. You know, obviously Ryan Allen's looking for a job, and Jeff Driscoll's a backup. And there's not quite as many Bulldogs that are contributing in the NFL these days, but it's certainly nice to see the ones that are having a positive impact Beck, we made we made headline news last week with your poem. Did you hear? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is more shocked than I am, Ben. Our good friend at the NFL Network, Rhett Lewis, yes, I'm calling him a good friend, actually wrote you a poem last he week. He didn't write me a poem. No, he wrote you a poem. He was inspired by my poem and also wrote a poem. It was not directed towards me. And he shared it on the sports company with Sean Fox. It was a... Listen, it wasn't up to your standard, but right, hey, right. it was AAA. It was pretty good. It was AAA. It was pretty good. Well, Rhett's going to join us tonight, 645. Rhett was on the call Saturday afternoon for the NFL Network's broadcast for Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Uh, he's been on the call for each and every NFL Network broadcast across Conference USA this year. So we'll talk some Louisiana Tech. We'll talk some Conference USA coming up with Rhett at 645. Basketball season right around the corner, Beck. What you doing tonight following the show? Me? Yeah. Oh, bought a house today, BC. Going to be renovating. Beck, <laughs> Tech Madness is tonight. A little oh. dunk contest inside the Thomas Assembly Center. 9 p.m. You going, BC? BC will be in the house. Oh, Sign an really? autograph. Will, will you really? Yeah, I'm going. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to go watch the dogs throw Good it down you, a little man. bit. Good for you. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and jump to the Fairway Carts Hotline, joined by Quint. Quint, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, Ben. How about y'all? Oh, doing pretty good. What you got on your mind tonight? Well, I, I was quick to call in after the Rice game and complain about the Rice and Grambling game, and then I may have seen the best game I've seen in three or four years out of Tech. Uh, that was what – that's the offense that we've been waiting to see, plus the good defense. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's the big key to this game. You know, it was nice to see Tech put together four quality quarters of play and beat a good opponent. Uh, like you said, the offense really started clicking, put up 45 points, and like I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, I think it's really uh, starting to have the tech fan base turn towards more optimism uh, as compared to the previous two seasons. Right. You were you were, you were were talking about bowls earlier in the show? Yeah. Where do you think Tech goes if they're able to win a conference championship? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I think as a conference champion, champion, I don't have all the specifics right in front of me, but I believe you get the choice of where you want to go. And I think uh, if you're Tech, I think you probably want to end up back in Dallas. I think the bowl in Dallas, I, I'm not sure who the sponsor is right now. I want to say it's the first responders bowl has yeah, a big, yeah, big, big 12 opponent. And I think if you could get a quality 7-5, and 8-4 and four Big 12 opponent, I think that would probably be uh, the ideal choice. Well, here's a, here's a second, second and third option if we happen not to get the first responder bowl. Let's hear it. The, I'm pretty sure the Indy Bowl is still linked with the ACC. Yes, that's that correct. Right? That's correct. Both of, the, both of the Felon State and the University of Miami are having – Mediocre enough seasons to get to the Indy Bowl. I would love a matchup with oh, either one of those programs. That would be fantastic. 
I mean, I don't know if I could. I don't know if it gets any better than coming to having Felon State come into uh, Shreveport and beat them. <laughs> Felon State would have. They would certainly enjoy their time in Shreveport. I can tell you that much. Well, that you see, that's the key on both of those. With all the casinos and stuff, and maybe half the team won't even make it. Won't even make it to the game. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, guys, that's all I need. Appreciate uh, it, Quint. Uh-huh. And back, we got just a couple minutes before we get to our next break. Uh, USA Today, they come out with their 2019 coaching salaries database today, and they come out with this every year. And you look at Skip Holtz's salary, he makes 700000 at Louisiana Tech, the 10th highest paid coach in Conference USA. Your thoughts? Well, we had this discussion this morning, Ben, and I know that you are uh, just a huge, a huge proponent of how uh, little – the athletic budget is at Tech and how little Skip gets paid. We know Skip's your boy and you want him to get paid a lot. But you also like to talk about how lit or how much – who's the is, – Seth Luttrell at UNT, yeah. Yeah. Seth. So Skip Holtz, the 10th highest paid coach in the league at 700000 Seth Luttrell leads the conference at $1.8 Listen, outside of Jim Harbaugh, Seth Luttrell might be the most overpaid coach in college football. <laughs> it's – that's kind of what I'm feeling too. I just don't understand. I like, don't has know. he won a big game in his career? I don't oh, know. he beat two and ten Arkansas last year. Give him some credit, right? I I just don't. I don't know. I that surprises me, and I don't know. And I know that coincides with the budget, but well, and and the big thing for me is listen. Whether you like Skip Holtz or not, Skip Holtz has built the Louisiana Tech program to. Not only is it respectable, but the program wins year in and year out. Has right. Tech got over the hump? and won their first Conference USA Championship yet? No, they have not. But at 700000 as the 10th highest paid coach in this league, I, I don't think that's acceptable. I think you've got to get him into that $1 million, $1.1 million, get him to the fourth or fifth highest paid coach in the league to where if an AAC program says, hey, here's $1.5 million, come be our head coach, he can say, you know what, I'm happy. Yeah. I've built this program. I don't have to go to a rebuild, and and you don't have him necessarily leaving for money that he can't. Turn right, down. you go from. I mean, when you're making seven fifty, one point five sounds pretty good. You're oh, making one point two. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, is and it I, really worth my time? Well, and, and that's a thing that I have, and it's. I don't know if it's a concern or if it's an issue that I have with it, but you also have to look at you look at what Power Five coordinators make for the most part these days. They're making like 1.3, 1.4 million, the good ones. Right. And so whenever Tech does have to go to hire another head coach, whenever that may be, now you're looking at position coaches. Yeah. And that's not to say there's not good position coaches out there, but it's much more difficult to hire a quality position coach because they're just not that proven. And you just don't really know what you're getting when you bring those guys in. So I would certainly like to see Skip get into that $1 million, $1.1, million, $1.2 because I think that he certainly earned that uh, with the job that he's done at Louisiana Tech. So let's go ahead, take our first time out. When we come back from the break, we'll start breaking down Louisiana Tech's 45-30 win over Southern Miss. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. 
First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Ben Carlisle, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Louisiana Tech 45, Southern Miss 30. Bulldogs now 6-1 overall, 3-0 in Conference USA play. A couple of texts on the Fairway Carts hotline. Beck, one from Brett. Karma is real after Benedict Abraham did what he did with a 14-0 lead. You couldn't have asked for a better outcome. I'm going to touch on that in a few minutes, Mr. Brett. Also another text from an unnamed. The event staff kept telling people on the front row to sit down at the game. I, I, listen, unless you're just being like over-the-top obnoxious, to those people around you, I don't, like that's – yeah, he said I on big third that. downs. Like, I can't handle yeah, that. Yeah, I just tell the event staff to go. Yeah, go, we, we get it. Go somewhere else and yeah, we, staff we the event. <laughs> we get your point. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, in Louisiana Tech's big win over Clemson. I mean, Southern Miss, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. I, I thought they were playing Clemson coming into this game with how some of the Tech fans were talking last week, Beck. You talk about what the Bulldogs did. 45 points, 476 total yards, okay? And, and what did we hear all last week? USM's offense was unstoppable. There's no way Tech will keep pace. Tech hadn't played anyone. It'll finally be exposed. And if Tech is in the game, they'll have to score at least 35 points. And well, what did that's I, true. No, what did I say all week? You were mad about that? I don't remember. You I said, quit bowing down to that's these right. clowns. I said, it's a new year. Punch somebody in the mouth and we'll live with the repercussions. And that's exactly what Louisiana Tech did Saturday. They played with some pride. Holtz let it hang out a little bit. And this team wasn't going to be denied. Tech gets punched in the mouth early in that game, 14-0. And, and we both looked at each other and we said, you know what? Either the poem was a terrible idea <laughs> or Tech's going to bounce back. And bounce back they did. Now, speaking of Abraham, first off, he clowns Tech's sideline 
mm. when they go up when Southern Miss goes up fourteen nothing, and we received a text. That's how we found out about it. Yeah. Okay. And so you personal know, text line. Yeah, personal text line. And so you're like, you know what? Like it is what it is. But then he runs for a thirty-seven yard touchdown to make it twenty-one-seven Southern Miss, I believe. Spikes the football. Right. Unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And it became personal, I felt like, from that point forward. And let me tell you something. I've said it for two years. Jamar outplayed him in Hattiesburg a year ago. And and from the 14-0 point in that game, Tech outscored Southern Miss 45-16. Abraham threw four interceptions. One thing I'm thankful for, Beck, we can put the discussion to bed. It's over. It's over. Now, he's a good competitor, nice kid. I'm sure he has great parents. But he doesn't have a strong right arm. He doesn't have a beard yet. He threw four interceptions. And then here's what we get this week. Here's what we get this week. Abraham must own stock in you guys' head. Yeah, well, guess what? He sure does own stock in my head when he makes it personal. You're dang right he does. And that's why I'm so freaking happy that the dogs took this game over and dominated the Southern Miss for the last three and a half quarters. Because I said last week that it wasn't necessarily a rivalry to me. Well, it's turning into one in a hurry. You wrote a poem last week. You sent out a tweet there after that game, and you said, I've only been a big Jamar fan for two weeks now, and I'm loving it. You dang right you're loving it. <laughs> 67% completion. Oh, he only threw it 21 times. Yeah, because he was throwing bombs. 325 yards, two touchdowns, 22 yards rushing. All I got to say... That's my quarterback, man. That's my quarterback. Let's jump right to the Fairway Carts hotline. Reggie, what you got for us tonight? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Pretty good, Reggie. Fill us in. Hey, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, <coughs> 260. Um, I just want to call in and just tell y'all what I thought about the game. Let's hear it. I feel like this team reminds me a lot of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they win a lot of football games. Um, they play well, but can they win a title? And I don't think the answer is yes. You oh, know, Reggie. Uh, when, when, hey, listen, listen. Reggie! When a, champion, when a championship team gets punched in the mouth, they get up, dust off the dirt, and punch back. And I've seen this tech team fold way too many times to be uh, Reggie. believing in this now. That's exactly what they did on Saturday. They got punched in the mouth. Jumped. Tapes, tapes, get games. this guy off the air. There's big games all the time. Tapes, get the guy off the air. Reggie, yeah, Reggie, you better hang up and listen because I'm about to let you know something. You didn't see him dust. How does a, how does he call in and say he doesn't see him dust off the dirt? I don't think he watched the game. There's not a chance he watched the and game. here's the deal. This is my biggest takeaway from that game, Ben. I felt like there was a ton of situations that Tech had seen in the past, specifically, very specifically close to what happened the last time we played Tech at home. Or yeah, Southern no, there was. Yeah, So, but there was a couple of times we're faced with a situation, and 
Skip didn't do what I thought Skip. Normally. He didn't fold no, up the tent. No, he he coached. I believe a toy. Like, well, I, this was dramatic, but after the game, I said whatever Skip's natural tendencies were, he went the opposite direction. Oh yeah, definitely. You like, we went through it fourth. Is that true? Through, went fourth th- down twice in like the red zone within the five. Within yeah. The, yeah. No, like, that, that Skip never does. Skip Skip loves a field goal. BC. Well, he didn't love it this week. I love what Skip did. Well, and you talk about Tex leading by four in the fourth quarter, and it's called play action. We're hitting Griffin A Bear, and boy, was that a beautiful throw from Jamar Smith. I, I just th- there's no way that Reggie listened to the, watch the game. I like has has Reggie ever been to a Tech game? Ben, I will say, I I'm not gonna say it. I I feel like Tech just did. Went a different direction than I normally do. I, there's times in the past where I, I have agreed with that. We thought Tech has had what they... Well, he's right in the manner that he referenced the Cowboys. But I just don't think that you can reference Tech and the Cowboys in the same sentence this year. Yeah, it's different this year. I think, like you said, Skip showed some tendencies that we're not used to seeing. And that's certainly what we've been wanting to see. And I think it showed a, a huge massive amount of trust in his players. And when you have a veteran-laden squad, especially when you look at the offensive line, there's three seniors up front. you got a senior quarterback. you got a big senior receiver in Stanley. There's multiple seniors on the defense. You want to see that kind of trust in your team. Let's jump right back to the Fairway Carts hotline, joined by Corey. Corey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, it was definitely worth the trip from Wake Forest for uh, to watch my Bulldogs play. How about them dogs, the Corey? Good to see you on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I'm sure I was with everybody else, but as soon as Abraham went up, you know that that I don't know 30 yard touchdown run. We were down 14 nothing. Um, having the event staff tell me to sit down, I thought the sky was falling. But um, <laughs> man, did you see the gesture? Those Bulldogs. What did you see the gesture that uh, Jack Abraham made to the sideline? Yeah, when he threw that 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 pass, I guess the tight end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He blew kisses and oh, did wow. all that. And, wow. Yeah, it was. Um, I was very very happy to see him throw four picks. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> so was I. Way, Corey, so were we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how about how about um, just the way that? And I know y'all are just talking about it. But Skip, man, he was not afraid to uh, come out, especially on that that throw to Griffin, that the yeah. seven yard pass, that yeah. had me jacked up. I, yeah. I cannot think of a time where I've seen Skip do something well, like that. That was bowl game Skip. Yeah, that you're right, oh, exactly. Yeah. Nothing to lose, just playing an aggressive game. And Ben, you said it after every drive, we got to keep going, we got to keep yeah. going, we got to keep going. Well, and you even heard the players on the sidelines, like guys, even when I think Tech went up eleven. And we were walking back towards the south end zone, and you heard the whole offense like, "Guys, this game's not over," and it just That's gave right. you such a—it was such a confidence that we've been waiting to see, not only from the team but Skip as well. And it was fun to watch. Yeah, and I, I can't say enough. I don't know if we talk about it enough, but Justin Henderson just coming out—you know, after after fumbling the first couple weeks—and he's turned himself into a reliable. Um, really game-changing running back, and uh, it's been really great to see. He's him. changed the uh, the whole complexion of the offense, in my in my opinion. He loves a 30, 30 yard touchdown run right up the middle. He loves it, loves it. It's like his fifth one this year. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And I think, I mean, for a meek to kind of bounce back after 
not, nec- not necessarily some rough games, but to absolutely win the ball game for us. And then it, it probably wasn't talked about enough, but a lot of the plays he made was because of Kadarian. Oh, yeah. yeah mean, give the D-line a great. ton of credit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But all around, you know, I'm excited. I, I don't know if we'll go 11-1. and one. Um, I think it's just a really tough stretch with – North Texas, UAB, Marshall, but I'd love to see us 11-1 hosting the conference championship game to try to, you know, get us a really good bowl game. Absolutely, Corey. We certainly appreciate the call, and uh, glad you had a fun trip down to Ruston. Yeah, we, we need more Tech fans like you, Corey. I'm glad it was a good trip for y'all. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for all y'all do. Y'all have a good one. Absolutely. So, Taves, let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we'll continue breaking down Louisiana Tech's 45-30 win over Southern Miss. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana's exports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Ben Carlisle, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Beck, got a text on the text line. Reggie is probably a tech grad that wears LSU gear. The worst people. (laughs) You can't say that one. (laughs) Some other nice thoughts about Reggie. Yeah, Reggie, you certainly got the crowd fired up tonight. If you'd like to call us or text us on the Fairway Carts hotline, you can, 888-993-7762. So, Becky, you mentioned this game, and, you know, I I talked a little bit about in the previous segment uh, a a lot of the things entering this game, a lot of the storylines surrounding it, and one of the big things coming in was will Louisiana Tech's red zone defense hold up against a quality opponent? And, you know, no one really bought into the whole Bob Diaco 
um, call it what you want, but bend but don't break scheme. Uh, allow your opponent to march down the field if they can execute between the 20s before you really lock down defensively. And you look at some of the red zone numbers from this game. Tech goes, excuse me, 4-4 four four in the red zone with four touchdowns. Southern Miss, now get this, three out of four. Obviously, Abraham had the one interception where Amit picked it off in the end zone. But the big thing, of their three scores, they only scored one touchdown. And Bob Diaco, you can say what you want to say about him, but that Bulldog defense, they buckled down in that second half. They allow only three points. They have three interceptions all coming in the fourth quarter. I'll say something. I'm really glad that Tex got Bob Diaco on their side because I think this defense is going to continue to get better and better each week. Well, what I will say, Ben, and I've just noticed this in my average fandom, the the adjustments that get made during the game. Oh, it's incredible. Like, we all start out a little frustrated, but then it changes. Something changes. Well, and I think a lot of that is, from what I've seen, and I've watched, so Tex played, what, seven games now? And I try to watch a little bit of an opponent before Tech plays them. And it looks like teams are giving Tech new looks in the first halves of games. And then when Diaku and a lot of people have bantered for him to be on the sideline to say, hey, let's make that adjustment right then and there. And you and I have talked about it. But I think he likes being in that box so he can identify some of the things that they're doing differently so that when he does come into the, the half, he can say, listen, guys, here's what they're doing. Here's what we need to do to adjust to it. And we talked to an equipment manager during the game, and he said, he told us, he was like, y'all should have seen Bob Diaco at the Rice game. We all remember the Rice mm-hmm. game. Tech was down at the half, and I said, well, what did he, co-? like, was he coming in yelling and cussing and saying this and that at the half? And the guy was like, no. He's like, he comes in, and he's just calm as can be and, you know, take this word with a grain of salt. But he's like, he's like a genius, like, everything he can see everything in the box and like you don't realize the things that he sees that just not even a normal football fan won't see but even some coaches don't see and he just walks in the locker room at rice and he's like hey pulled all 11 players that start or get you know a considerable amount of playing time say this is what i need you to do you to do you to do and if you do it we're going to win this football game and I think you really see some of those adjustments show up in second halves. But it, it is frustrating at times in the first half. But it's nice to see that defense be able to collect themselves. The defense got some defensive line in particular got some big-time pressure in that second half. Kadarion Mason finishes the game with three-and-a-half tackles for loss, has two sacks, one forced fumble. Willie Baker showed up, had ten tackles, a tackle-and-a-half for loss. I think Milton Williams had another six or seven quarterback pressures. Uh, it was certainly the best game that the defensive line has played collectively all year. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's, especially and that's that, part of football, right. too. And that like, first you touchdown, have to be able that's to not, adjust. That's not, well, that's not on the defense. Yeah, that's yeah. just like a, a well, one-play deal. But And yeah. they got put in some inopportune spots as well. Tech fumbles inside their own 20 uh, right there before the half. I think it was a 24-14 game. And if Southern Miss goes up 31-14 right there, or uh, – was it 30? Yeah, 31-14 right there. You're really looking at, or I think it was 24-17. Yeah, if they go up 31-17, right, right. you're really in a pickle. And they hold to a hold a stop right there. Tech gets the ball. Tech goes 96 yards just before the half. Jamar escapes pressure on his own four, uh, runs it for 20 yards in a first down. 
And then how about the play where he eludes the pressure around midfield, the defensive oh, lineman flips over him, and then he's rolling to his left across his body 45 yards down the field to Malik Stanley. It, are there 10 quarterbacks in the country that can make no, that throw? I'm if, being serious. No, like, and if, if you, I mean, no matter how you feel about Jamar, you can't see that play and, and just not not drool a little bit. I mean, that's everything we've asked him to do. That's what you see, yes, those flashes you, we've yes, seen. And, and, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but he just – he just is different on the field, different demeanor. It's, it's everything. so much it's not, more confident. Yeah, it's so and much more confident, and and it's not it's not a. Oh, I just can't, I can't explain it. It's just it's complete you overhaul. Be there to it's watch a complete it. overhaul, Jamar. It's not you know it doesn't feel like. And I we touched on a little bit at the beginning of the season. I just kind of like his quote unquote leadership stuff and demeanor. I was like, oh, it's kind of too little, too late. But it's been consistent, and the team seems to be responding to it. And he's playing. He's backing it up, and he's like putting his money where his mouth is. You well, know, and, and Skip talked today about how confident he's confidently he's playing at quarterback. And I mentioned to Corey in the previous segment when he called in, I said, you know, the offense was continuing to say the game's not over, the game's not over. That was Jamar leading the offense. He was sitting there saying, guys, we have to go 1-0 this week. This game's not over. And, and I asked, I believe it was Cody Russi today in the press conference, I said, Y'all all talk week in and week out. we got to have a 1-0 mindset, and that's so cliche to say. But how much of a, a focus is that? And they just say, we like I don't even know who we play next week. And he couldn't even remember the schedule. He could have been bluffing me. I don't know. But they are seriously focused on winning one game at a time. And that's what's really, I think, getting this fan base to say, hey, this year has a chance to be pretty special. So let's jump back to the Fairway Carts Hotline. Joined by Jason. Jason, how are we tonight? Oh man, doing awesome. <laughs> what you hey, got? We, you know, Southern Miss. The game's over. You know, Texas got what six wins. Remember a couple weeks ago, I asked, should we, you know, be looking for a win over Southern Miss? Would you rather that or have a, you know, have a nine-win season? Well, now they've got a chance to do both. So yep. I'm excited about it. Oh, absolutely. Hey, do, do you think the confidence that Jamar's playing with is related to? the confidence the coaching staff is putting into him because, you know, we were frustrated at the Rice game and a couple of the other games and felt like they were just being real ultra-conservative, you know, run the ball up the middle a the lot. They weren't, they weren't giving him the trust to really, you know, make some plays. And then now, you know, I saw someone mention bowl game skip, which I love bowl game skip because he's going forward on fourth down. He's throwing it on third down. He's not just – you know, being super conservative, he's he's really pushing the envelope, and he's playing. He's coaching faster. They're they're running up to the line, you know, really fast, trying to catch the defense off guard. And I've always thought, you know, going back to the Texas game, the LSU game, the SMU bowl games, Jamar's at his best when he's playing fast like that. Yeah, and no, I, agree. I really think they're just giving they're putting him in a position to be great, and he's eating it up. He's thriving. Yeah, and I think some of it probably is to do with being a senior. But I think when your coach shows a lot of confidence, just like late in that game, I believe Tech was trying to put the game away. Third and three, Southern Miss has one timeout, and he has the confidence to throw the football. I think believing in your quarterback to make those type of plays certainly gives Jamar just that extra little bit of confidence that he needs. But he's certainly playing uh, the best football of his career, and it's, it's certainly fun to watch. Yeah, and that might have been one of my favorite plays of the game, and and the ball was dropped yep. by the receiver. Uh-huh. But just seeing that they threw it on third down, I was waiting for the draw play. Yep. I was like, 
oh my gosh, he threw it. This is amazing. I love it. So yep. that, was, that was great to see. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, Jason. We've got to get to a timeout. So, yeah, Louisiana Tech, 45-30. Bulldogs move to 6-1 and overall, 3-0 and in conference USA play. Big win for the Bulldogs. We're going to talk about it in the next segment. Rhett Lewis joins us from the NFL Network. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. all the time excuse me no it doesn't you always alert me my point exactly cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield how would i know that most people don't next time take it to acne glass and mirror they were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera and unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket acne will bill your insurance it's that easy thanks i'm going to acne glass and mirror At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the uncommon bank. Member FDIC. If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New EasyGo Carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life, which means more time for you to be out having fun on your EasyGo. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance-free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight-year battery warranty. Don't wait any longer. You've got all the reasons you need to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Come see the big selection in the showroom on Highway 531 just north of I-20 or call 318-371-CART. You're going to need me. You're going to need us. All of us. You're going to need our help with your water, your air, your food. You're going to need our determination, our compassion. You're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring. And we promise we'll be there when you need us. Today, 4-H is growing the next generation of leaders. Support us at 4-H.org. for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Ben Carlisle, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Now joined on the Fairway Carts hotline, good friend, Rhett Lewis of the NFL Network. Rhett, how are we doing tonight? BC. Back, what's going on, guys? Rhett, just man, first of all, I just got to thank you for the shout out with the poem. I mean, I can't go anywhere in Ruston without paparazzi following me everywhere, so I can't thank you enough. It's been a really great week for me, man. Uh, what tell us about your time in Ruston again? A second time this year, what was it like? A little different, a little oh, cooler? Man. 
look, I love Ruston. Um, I love Louis- I'm a Louisiana boy. I'm born in New Orleans, so um, anytime I get back to the boots, a good day for me. Um, and uh, look, I, we had a great time. Um, actually, the first time I came for the Grambling game, I got to spend a little more time because I flew in on Thursday. Um, but we went, uh, we did Ponchatoulas, did a little dinner at Bovines after the game, um, and then uh, kind of similar experiences this time. Uh, except we were all exhausted because we had to fly in on red eyes Thursday night. Uh, got in early Friday morning uh, for the game on Saturday. But man, it was awesome to be back. I just I love being in a college town, um, and uh, and Ruston's a great one. Well, and you mentioned that you grew up in Louisiana and Metairie, and you played college football yep. at Indiana. How did you end up at Indiana? <laughs> great, great question. Um, I was. Uh, lightly recruited shall we say uh, out of out of high school you got an email um, or something you know <laughs> yeah got a couple questionnaires i filled out um uh out of a small small private school in metairie so i um my dad went to indiana and uh, was a student trainer on the football team uh i'd gone to a couple camps there i was familiar with their staff i was kind of holding out hope that i was going to get a scholarship offer from Stephen f austin um, of all places, because they were the most interested. didn't end up happening. I was going to walk on at Ole Miss, and then uh, just decided that, uh, you know what, let's go try Indiana out, and um, and it ended up being a great call, even though we definitely lost more games than we won, but uh, made some great friends and had a great time. I mean, Rad, i got to ask you, did you major in poetry over there at Indiana? Because I heard your poem, <laughs> well, man, and it just... Well, <laughs> you, you inspired me, Beck. That's all I have to say. You inspired me, um, and got to thinking as i mentioned on the radio it was uh it was uh, might have been the uh, result of a fever dream of the red eye flight uh <laughs> shifting in and out of consciousness but uh, it came to me all of a sudden so i felt like i had to i had to let the people know what was on my mind and uh and let them know you know just just how appreciative they should be of your literary genius <laughs> well i completely agree but we, we we appreciate your effort on that it it definitely uh Lighten things up for us, and uh, it was a fun week, Good, both both on radio and Twitter, and, and then, at the, of course, the game, because, you know, the dogs put it on them. Well, and, Red, I wanted to ask you that. You've, you've now seen yeah. Louisiana Tech in two different games this year. You've seen week two and now week eight. I think it's week seven or eight. Uh, what, what's yeah. the biggest improvement you saw from Louisiana Tech uh, in the two times that you've seen them play so far? Run game and D-line. Run game and D-line, no question. Uh, Justin, the emergence of Justin Henderson um, as <laughs> like you want six points, give it to thirty-three. Yeah, um, that's basically what, what's been going down. And so I've been really impressed with that uh, with him. I've been impressed with the interior of the offensive line. And then in these last three or four weeks, I don't know. I don't know how, if you guys have seen it as much as I have as well. But Willie Allen, Dwight Stallworth have really improved, uh, especially from week two to week seven, when, whatever this last week was that I just saw against Southern Miss. Yeah. Uh, those the improved play of the tackles has been key. Yeah, and I think you look at this Louisiana Tech offense, and when you watch them play offensively, uh, like you said, Justin Henderson is obviously immersed at running back, but uh, there's a plethora of wide receivers, plenty of skill guys that can yeah. make plays. Uh, I know Adrian Hardy and Isaiah Graham were out with injuries on Saturday, but just have it, Tech having that ability to throw in a guy like a Malik Stanley or a Griffin Abair, two guys that haven't played necessarily huge yeah. roles to this point uh, has really helped Tech out as well. I, I would agree. Um, I was like, hello, Mil- um, hello, Malik Stanley. Welcome to Louisiana Tech. I mean, that was 
I mean, he had, what, more receiving yards in this game than he had the first six combined. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, that was a heck of a way to, you know, come out and introduce yourself to the Bulldog faithful right there with uh, with that kind of performance in a rivalry game. You know, that was huge. Um, and then, you know, okay, I'll, I'll say Z-line, I mean, far better than I remembered them in week two. Yeah, they got Courtney far Law, more pressure, yeah. Yeah, Courtney, the 10 tackles for loss was insane. Uh, Courtney Wiles, Kadarian Mason, Milton Williams, those guys, man, up front were wreaking havoc. So, you know, and this is this is the other way that I'll, I'll tell you how I noticed it, is in week two, I noticed Connor Taylor far more often than I noticed anyone up front. Mm-hmm. This week, I noticed the guys up front, as in they weren't getting to that second level, Southern Miss, in the run game. And it was it was the penetration that the three guys up front were getting on a consistent basis that was impressive. And look, you know, and if we're just talking about this game, and it's, I mean, Amik Robertson, absolute stud. You know, I I, I love that kid, and I love uh, his story, and um, he's going to be a player on on game days in the NFL. Oh, absolutely! And you talk about the play of that defensive line. Yeah. They, they obviously had the best game of their season, but with them creating so much pressure on Southern Miss quarterback Jack Abraham. Uh, it really allowed Tech's linebackers sure. to obviously be freed up, but then you mentioned as well Amik Robertson having a career day with three interceptions. Golly, was that fun to watch. I mean, that dude is the definition of ball hawk. All right? <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. Like, you go back and watch those the first two interceptions. He's not in coverage yeah. on those plays. He comes off of coverage to make those picks <laughs> because he's got, like, a freaking radar uh, for that football that Abraham had in his right hand. And, I mean, I, I was so impressed by those two plays. The one in the end zone, for sure, just because of the weight of it. You know, you stop a scoring opportunity. It's an absolutely uh, massive momentum shift, you know, in that spot right there. So, um, his play is going to carry Tech a long way in the secondary. And so, you look at the NFL Network, obviously it's his first yeah. year uh, in covering Conference USA football. What, what have you been most impressed with the league uh, throughout the first seven yeah. or eight weeks? The coaches, the towns, the players' stories are second to none. i tell you that right now. And, look, I, you know, uh, Skip Holtz is phenomenal. His staff was, was very gracious to us uh, with their time, Todd Fitch and Bob Diaco, and spending some time with us before the game. Um, those meetings that we have with the coaches are so crucial to the product that we put on uh, the network each and every Saturday. And I'm telling you, um, as great as they are, we've gotten that type of reception from Bill Clark and UAB's staff. We got it from Jay Hobson's staff at uh, Southern Miss when we went out and met them uh, at their hotel in Ruston on Friday Friday evening. We got it from, um, well, obviously, Skip staff the first time. And then, uh, and also, um, who am I thinking? Who am I missing? Oh, uh, Frank Wilson's staff at UTSA was great to us. So, really thankful for the way the conference has kind of invited us in and and you know made us feel like a part of the family a little bit and um and i mean i can't wait i would love i unfortunately this is my last game that i that i was going to do this season uh for conference usa but i'm i would love nothing more than to do the whole 10 game package that we have next year absolutely and so you look at conference usa you mentioned that you've seen uab obviously you've seen southern miss and louisiana tech as well uh if you had to handicap the race in the league to this point uh who, who would you say is the favorite going forward so, look, I, you know, it, it surprised me a little bit because I'm not going to lie to you, I was one of the ones that was – I was tooting the UNT horn, the North Texas horn, before the season. Um, Mason Fine is just that good of a football player. 
um, you know, a back-to-back offensive uh, player of the year in the conference, you know, that, that kind of stuff you don't, you know, just run into by accident. But also, I think we're also seeing a little bit of the transition from losing Graham Harrell as an offensive coordinator when he went to, to USC. And we're seeing probably, you know, them be a little bit slower to kind of get up to speed and where they want to be offensively. Um, which is, you know, seeing them lose a couple more games than I think we thought they were going to. They got they were in a, a dogfight this past week, but ended up coming out on top with that field goal. So I don't think that we've heard the last of them in the West Division. Um, you know, I know Tech's got them coming up here, what, in a, in a couple weeks. Um, UAB, man, you can't count them out. They're like Southern Miss in the fact that their offense is a big play waiting to happen. Uh, with those three receivers that they run out there, and Tyler Johnson can hit the deep ball, man. So, you know, they're, they're always going to be in a game, even if they're down two scores, because they can score uh, in the blink of an eye. So they're in it, but Tech's in the driver's seat. My Tech's in the driver's seat right now of the West Division, and uh, with a winnable game coming up um, this week, you know, like they're, they're putting pressure on the rest of the division. And then over there in the East, I, I don't know what to make of it yet. I thought Marshall might have a shot at it. I know uh, they've had some running back issues there, but – Western Kentucky is is obviously proven to be a, a pretty good football team over there. So I'm interested to see how that East Division shakes out. We've got a game this week with uh, FIU and Middle Tennessee uh, over there in the East on NFL Network on Saturday. Absolutely, Rhett. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We certainly uh, glad that you and yeah. the NFL Network got to make a couple of trips to Ruston and uh, looking forward to seeing you in the future. Yeah, missed out on meeting you guys, man. Hopefully uh, next season we get a couple of games down in Ruston again and uh, we get together and uh, and do this again. But, guys, hit me up anytime. You guys are great. I love what you guys do for La Tech Athletics, and uh, it's awesome, man. I love listening. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, take care. Rhett Lewis, NFL Network. But just, you know, you I see. I like that guy, BC. One of the good guys one in the business. One of the good guys. And, and we were going to go hang out with him on, was that, Friday <laughs> yeah, night? Yeah, but you had to put all your kids down and give them baths in their jammies. You know, we were a little late getting out there. We'll try again next time. Yeah, BC. we'll try again next time. But, back, you know, not always do you have, you know, television play-by-play or radio play-by-play or whoever it is always willing to come on the air, especially a Tuesday night. Uh, I know he lives on the West Coast, so it's only 5 o'clock out there, but uh, certainly appreciate Rhett Lewis and the NFL Network. And I've had multiple people tell me how well uh, the NFL produces, the NFL Network produces those games, and it's just one heck of a product. I know Rhett was on the call with Ben Lieber, a former NFL linebacker, and he got uh, some fantastic rave reviews for his color commentary. So certainly, um, I, I know it's not the biggest deal financially for the conference, but it's certainly a great production and much better than uh, some of the ESPN Plus yeah, productions. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Seen. I mean, even like Watch Stadium, ESPN three, yeah. those kind of things. I mean, we we how many texts did we get from people like, man, this is so much better? And you know, we complained last time with Gramlin about a you know early kickoff on a really hot day, but this is big for recruiting. Just oh, being yeah. on a on a national network, network, and you know, people in all over the country can watch. Like you don't know for that kid that. Isn't getting a ton of offers or whatever, but he can see you he one can time. See you one time and be like, I haven't even thought about tech. You know, it does make a difference. So, big deal for them to be covering tech, and we're glad to see it. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. We'll dive in a little bit into the UTEP miners. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, ninety-seven point seven. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. 
Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Have you looked at the calendar? The seasons are changing and fun season is almost here. You mean fall season? Nope, fun season. Because any season is more fun with a new Easy Go golf cart from Fairway Carts in Mendon. With an Easy Go that perfectly fits your lifestyle, you'll have fun at the football games, fun with the family on a camping trip or riding around the neighborhood. Even have fun in the woods during hunting, I mean hunting season. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of easy-go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Experience the comfort of an easy-go personal cart, the convenience of a multi-passenger cart, or the rugged durability of an easy-go utility cart. Yes, fun season is coming, and it's going to be your new favorite season of the year. It all starts with a new easy-go from Fairway Carts in Minden on Highway 531, just north of I-20. Give them a call at 318-371-CART. If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new easy-go from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New easy-go carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life, which means more time for you to be out having fun on your easy go. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight year battery warranty. Don't wait any longer. You've got all the reasons you need to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Come see the big selection in the showroom on Highway 531 just north of I-20 or call 318-371-CART. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional, First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know keep it right here on bleed tech blue radio brought to you by first national bank call or text the show on the fairway car top line 888-993-7762 welcome back bleed tech blue radio back ben who do we even play this week i'm still so jacked well back that's the problem you <laughs> tell the miners game trap game <laughs> back, listen i'll be honest with you you know tech opens this week as a 19 and a half point favorite. UTEP comes into the game 1 and 5 overall, 0 and 3 in the league. Dana Demmel's in his second year as the head coach in El Paso. He's 2 and 16. Uh, their one win this year came against 
Houston Baptist, they survived 36-34. And so, you know, you come into this game and you, you think, man, Tech should dominate these guys. They should take control of this football game from the start. But I get to diving in on UMAT, or UTEP, and here's one thing I notice. What do you notice? And it scares the living crap out of me. They're 17th in time of possession. And that reminds me a lot of Rice. Rice limited Tech to just three first-half possessions a few weeks ago in Houston. And and, and don't get me wrong, UTEP's offense is 122nd in scoring offense and 124th in total offense, but so is Rice. Rice was dead last in scoring offense. So if they're able to control the ball and control the clock, I really worry about it taking Tech's offense out of rhythm, which is a concern. But... I mean, do you think Tech's a different team than when they played Rice? Well, I would like to think so. I think Tech's only gotten better and better after every game. But I don't think – you're never going to convince me that Tech's just going to roll the ball out there and just blow somebody out. Blue. Just because. Like, they're going to have to play a good oh, football no game. Oh, no doubt, yeah. But, Beck, here's the one positive in Tech's favor. You want to know the last time UTEP beat Tech in El Paso? Oh, come on. You just went on a whole big rant last week about how – History doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. No, but it does right no, here. No, Ben, that's ridiculous. You cannot say that a team that beat us four years in a row doesn't matter. But, oh, Tech's never lost to UTEP, so no big deal. Want to know the last time they beat us in El Paso? Oh, you are a hypocrite, BC. 1939. <laughs> that, that's a strong stat. I'll give you that. <laughs> 1939. Oh, my gosh. Woo, had to bring that one out before you start dropping hypocrite out here. Jeez. I'm just saying, you can't you can't go off like you did last week. I'm just saying, I'm trying to do Bleed Tech Blue Radio, and you're dropping hypocrite because <laughs> I was trying to drop 1939 burger in the house. Sorry I got in the way of that. That was Jeez. a strong stat. I'll give you that. Golly. So I mentioned that their offense is 122nd in scoring. Their defense is 108th in scoring. So the dogs should score some points. Obviously, defense has to be able to get off the field on third down and limit UTEP's time of possession. If Tech can't get off the field on third down, I think it'll be a pretty close game. Uh, you look at the two quarterbacks. Uh, we saw Brandon Jones a year ago in Ruston. That was a game that was 24-24 uh, until late in the fourth quarter when Jamar kept it on a naked boot uh, for a 31-24 win. Uh, Jones, his status is up in the air. He's a senior. Uh, Kai Loxley is the other quarterback. Kai Loxley is the son of Mike Loxley, Maryland head football coach. Uh, it's, you know, Demo acted like Loxley was going to start this week. So we'll see. He's more of a runner. He ran for, I believe, it was 113 yards against Southern Miss a couple weeks ago. Certainly a threat with his legs. But, Beck, you want to hear another stat? Yeah, hit Go me. ahead and call me a hypocrite first. <laughs> UTEP quarterbacks, guess how many touchdowns they've combined for throwing the ball? Three. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> what a guess. Five interceptions. <laughs> really struck. Hey, you look at their game notes this week. This is pretty funny, and Tech will probably lose this game because I'm hating on UTEP. But listen, Miners ranked 12th nationally in the red zone. They've played six games. They've only been in the red zone 18 times. They've ranked 12th? Yeah, because they've scored 17 out of 18 times. They oh. go by how many times you <laughs> score. <laughs> only been in the red zone three times a game. Certainly... Certainly going to be tough on the dogs this week, but 
UTEP is a team, you know, it's never easy to go out to El Paso. I know Tech picked up a 42-21 victory in 2017. They picked up a 17-14 win in 2015 and a 38-35 win in 2013. So it's certainly been some close games. The 42-21 win uh, two years ago was a close game uh, before Tech picked up a couple pick sixes late in that game to put the game away. Uh, you look at the forecast for Saturday night, it's a 7 p.m. kickoff. I believe the game's on ESPN3. Um, forecast, high 50s dropping into the high 40s uh, by the end of the game. Only six-mile-an-hour wind. So uh, the wind is what you really look at in El Paso. I was looking at uh, one of their message boards this week, and the, the thread opened up predictions for La Tech this week. And you know what one of the predictions were? Tell me. Didn't have a score or nothing. 6,000 fans. <laughs> Going to be a slim crowd. So hopefully the dogs can create some energy for themselves. So, Beck, let's, enough with you, Tip. I really don't have a whole lot to say about them, to be honest with you. Are you offended by that? No, not even a little bit. Yeah, because I don't really care about them too much. But uh, you look at Conference USA this past week. Obviously, Louisiana Tech picks up a 45-30 win over Southern Miss. Marshall knocks off. Florida Atlantic 36-31 Friday night. That was in Boca Raton. UAB continues to roll along 38-14 over Old Dominion. The Blazers are now 6-1 overall, 3-1 in Conference USA play. Western Kentucky stayed unbeaten in the East Division, 30-14 win over Charlotte. North Texas picks up a last-second buzzer-beating three, three-ball field goal. <laughs> The old three ball. The old three ball. <laughs> Shout out to the NBA for starting tonight. They defeat Middle Tennessee 33-30. FIU. FIU, since they played the dogs, I think they've won three in a row. Ooh. I think they're the best team in the East, but, hey, don't shoot the messenger. They pick up a 32-17 win in Miami over UTEP. And then in the game of the week in the conference, Rice, a five-point favorite on the road at UTSA. They lose. No way. 31-27. Frank Wilson keeps his job for another week. <laughs> keeps his He's job. on the hot seat every week. <laughs> oh, I, I saw and it, you, we were talking about coaching salaries earlier. He's making like $1.2 million. But uh, I mean, get, Skip's got to be sitting in his office going, really? <laughs> I mean, come wait, on. <laughs> UTEP's coach makes more than Skip. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But speaking Let's of start a lemonade stand, raise some money for old Skipper. But speaking of uh, UTS or yeah UTSA, Frank Wilson making about one point two one point three million. Guess what his buyout is? Tell me, two point five million. Oh my gosh! Now listen, the Roadrunners got the money to buy him out, but two point five million to pay him not to be your coach for a few years. He might hang on for another. I mean, they are three and four, two it's and a good two season in the league. for them, tearing it up, trying to get to a bowl game. So let's talk a little bit about the conference standings. You look at the West Division. Uh, we'll run down in order: Louisiana Tech three and zero, UAB three and one, Southern Miss two and one, North Texas two and one, UTSA two and two, UTEP zero and three, and Rice is zero and three. And so you look at, you know the West Division, and we've seen this for the past, what has it been, the past two or three years, UTEP and Rice have really given the top, really the top four teams, when you talk about Tech, UAB, Southern Miss, and North Texas, they've given those top four teams 
two wins each year because they haven't beaten anyone. And so we thought Rice was going to upset somebody. Now, at this point, I don't know if I can see it happening, but what does Louisiana Tech's win over Southern Miss mean? Well, it means one thing that Tech essentially has a two-game lead on Southern Miss. Right, because we got the tiebreaker. Yeah, so if the two teams finish tied, Tech has the tiebreaker. Now, North Texas has one loss, which comes to Southern Miss, so Southern Miss has that advantage over them as well. But then, you know, obviously there's a long way to go with, with the conference play. Tech has, obviously, UTEP this week, followed by North Texas, Marshall, UAB, and UTSA, which that three-game stretch is going to be a gauntlet, and it'll be interesting to see if the Bulldogs can get through it. So there's certainly a long way to go, but like Rhett said in the previous segment, the Bulldogs have put themselves in a great place to really take a stranglehold of this division and put some pressure on the other teams in the conference to continue winning week in and week out. You look at the East Division, Western Kentucky 4-0, Florida Atlantic 2-1, Marshalls 2-1, Florida International is trying to get back in the hunt at 2-2, Middle Tennessee's 1-2, Charlotte's 0-3, and then you have Old Dominion 0-3 as well. I think I'd be not being real factual if I didn't say Old Dominion, probably going to have a coaching change as well with Bobby Wilder. You look ahead to this week, October the 26th, Southern Miss will travel to Rice. That's interesting. 11 a.m. kickoff after an emotional loss. Can you imagine how Tech fans would like that? The old 11 a.m. I don't like 11 a.m. kickoffs, but you, you talk about Southern Miss, an emotional loss in Ruston, and then you have to travel all the way to Houston, 11 a.m. kick, you know Houston's going or Rice's going to try to run the ball down their throat for four quarters. That might be an interesting game, honestly. It certainly has a chance. I think S- or Southern Miss opened up as a 13-point favorite, and that dra- that line was going down. Was it? So that's that's interesting to look at. Uh, perhaps the biggest matchup in the conference this week, Western Kentucky travels to Marshall. That's a 12.30 p.m. kickoff. Western Kentucky having a nice little season. Yeah, Hilltoppers looking to go 5-0 and in Conference USA. Marshall looking to get back in the race. If they lose this one, they're essentially done. Florida International travels to Middle Tennessee. Uh, if the Panthers want to stay in the race, they certainly got to pick up a win, and uh, that's the NFL Network this game, this week. That's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. North Texas has a long road trip out to Charlotte. Yeah, I'd hate for the dogs to, you know, instead of Marshall, get Charlotte on the schedule. Right, yeah. Be nice. That, yeah. Hadn't played Charlotte in seven years. No interest in it, I guess. Florida Atlantic travels to Old Dominion. That's a 2.30 p.m. kick. And then Louisiana Tech and UTEP at 7 p.m. So Conference USA races continuing to shape out over the la- over the next few weeks. Be interesting to see who really takes a stranglehold of the East and West divisions. But right now, your Bulldogs, 6-1 and one overall, 3-0 and oh in Conference USA play, have certainly put themselves in a good position to make some noise the remainder of the season. Let's go ahead, take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we're going to put a bow on it. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. 
plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. DQ fans, your favorite chicken strips just got a sweet BFF. It's the DQ Chicken and Waffle Basket, a next-level chicken strip basket with 100% all-white meat chicken strips paired perfectly with a sweet Belgian waffle, plus fries and syrup. It's a treat and an eat, and it's totally delicious. Try the sweet and savory chicken and waffle basket today. And don't forget your blizzard. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Final segment of the night, Beck. Got a text on the text line, Beck. Y'all are correct on salaries. I've been fussed at for years on this. Tech didn't start these, didn't start these ridiculous salaries, but it is what it is. Our head coach should be paid more, plus his assistants should have contracts. I bet many folks would set up, step up to help fund that if guaranteed that's where it was going. Our offensive and defensive coordinator salaries are a joke. Can't add much to what y'all have said on here about the game. Wish we could enjoy it more, but it's time to move on. Agreed. From CJ, certainly appreciate the shout-out. Got some more text on the text line from a good friend, Drew, but Drew brings the text that you can't read too publicly. <laughs> oh, Drew. Appreciate you, Drew. Appreciate you, buddy. So, Beck, tonight's show, been been one heck of a ride. Yeah, I got some questions for you. I don't know what you got on your little schedule over there. Oh, well, let's hear them. Yeah, okay. You kind of asked Rhett, but we're seven games in. Tech stomping people. Two games in a row, stomping them. What do you? What's your biggest? I mean, we we kind of complained about Grambling because you know that wasn't as dominant of a win as we thought. Texas was kind of you know yeah. So what are you seeing differently? What are you? I mean, I know you kind of agree with Red. We kind of answered that, but what is your biggest? What's changed for you? I think the biggest change that I've halfway seen, through over halfway through the season. Yeah, we're seven games in. I think the biggest thing I've seen change for me is that Tech is playing so much more confidently. I think Justin Henderson has been the big key offensively. 
you know, he had the early season fumble problems. He fumbled twice in the first two or three games. But now he's playing with a lot of confidence at running back. He's getting downhill, running the ball hard. And we talked about how we didn't know if this offense would ever be able to have some balance. Well, they've created some balance thanks to Henderson. And Jamar's played well throughout the year. He, he's had some moments where he hasn't been as good. But he's playing the best football of his career. And then the offensive line has finally stepped up. And defensively, I'm not sure that they've necessarily improved, per se, from Game 1 to Game 7. I think they just know what they're doing. Yeah. They they know what they're supposed to do within the scheme, and that's allowing them to get better results. I don't think they're necessarily uh, playing that much better. They're just in the right spots to make the plays. And then special teams-wise, I think there's still some concerns. But uh, Bailey Hale, man. Whew. Career career long fifty yarder on oh, Saturday. Right down the middle. Split the uprights. Yeah, congrats beast. to him. Made 11 in a row. Uh, from a field goal kicking perspective. But outside of the field goal kicking, uh, the punting, the punt return, the kick return has left a uh, tremendous amount to be desired. So I think we need to clean up some things on special teams. Right. Do you remember what I said to you about receivers before the game? Because I got kind of a hot take, BC. Let's hear it. I told you before the game, I'm not real high on Hardy. You did tell me that. Yep. And I told you right after the first drive of the game that I really like Stanley. <laughs> So Stanley's your boy so now. So just going from spring, we saw Hardy, and then you were real high on Isaiah Graham too. And honestly, Smoke got the ball a ton in spring. Yeah, which we're not seeing so much right now. Smoke does a lot of <clears throat> well, I, I think the, decoy stuff. Well, I think the big thing with Smoke, it, it's he came in and you watch his high school film and you just like drool while you're watching it. But you have to also realize Smoke is small first off, yeah. and Smoke's a freshman, and so it's taken him a while to get acclimated with the game. To the game. Oh, okay. To the Make speed of the game. All right. no, no excuses, but, I mean, do you have something I mean, to add on your no. boy Malik Stanley? going to write him a poem? No, I might. Gosh, he had, I mean, that was some Quentin Patton type of stuff. Woo! I'm just saying, when's the last time we had over 200 receiving yards in a game? I don't know. From one receiver? Probably Trent Taylor or Carlos Henderson. Probably. I think Carlos dropped a 300 burger on UMass in 2016, Oof. if I'm not mistaken. That's right. He was ready for Sundays, playing in the old Gillette Stadium. Yeah, ain't no doubt about it. No, but Ben, honestly, I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, Hardy's been injured. He's always got a lingering in injury, and I'm not going to get into whether you I think – You said it, not me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get into whether I think he's not being tough. But I just – I don't see it, Ben. He's not impressed me very much. He had a good sophomore season. I know you'll love to bring that up, Mr. He's going to get drafted in the fourth round. I don't see it. I need to see more from Hardy. I don't love his attitude. I don't think anybody would disagree with you right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, because I'm a genius. Ben, I'm saying Stanley stepped up in a big way. So you want Stanley to start? No, I don't. I'm just – I just think we have Stanley a ton of weapons a, outside of yeah, receiver. Yeah, Stanley got a chance, and he took the most of oh, it absolutely. against a very good team. Absolutely. And if Hardy's not hurt, if Isaiah doesn't get hurt – No, you're right. He might not ever get that chance. Sounds a lot like my boy Henderson. Absol who, by the way, we used to hold our breath when he got the ball. But now he's toting the rock. Now they're glued to his hands, and he just takes it in for six. Loves 30-yard tutties. Dude, how many times have you seen him on At a 30-yard line? Yeah, and just brought them in untouched. We'll see you. Yeah. I never think he's going to be fast, but he gone. Yeah, Henderson to the Henderson. He's rumbling, bumbling, stumbling for six. Man, it's just I, I just think it's I just wanted to point out that we've well, been, we've been getting some well, some big plays from players we weren't necessarily expecting to. And I got to point out something. Okay, you point it out. Tech six and one, and last week going into the week it was you know Tech hadn't beaten anybody. This team's not very good. Blah blah blah. We'll be exposed this week. Well, Tech won this week, and 
and be- and Tech won, went six and one. And now this week, what do you read? Is there a chance Tech can get to the Access Bowl? We should win out. Tech should go eleven and one, twelve and one. We could go thirteen and one. Hold on a second. I'll believe it when I see it. We do Pump that every the year. Tech does that every year. Yes. Tech fans do it every year. Oh. So far, it's going like best case scenario. This is what we, but we also. I mean, I just I don't want to even think about Me that. I don't even want to think about. I it. hate to say I'm. I got a one and zero mentality. I got a one and zero mentality. But hey, I just want to win this week, dude. I really do too. And you know, <laughs> these are the games that. I mean, the Rice game could have easily gone the oh, other yeah. way, and we would have been all down on the year. We'd have been same done. Same old, same old. Can you imagine? I mean, that Ugh. it was an overtime game. It could have definitely gone the other way. So I love the one and zero mentality. Honestly, Ben, I kind of have it all the time because I never know who Tech's about to play. But <laughs> I love the dogs, and I'm proud of them. And we're going to be rooting for them against UTEP this week. But hopefully, that staff is is preaching that one and zero and and one and zero, one and zero, and that team can be focused and we not fall into a trap game. Hey, babe, this is for the haters. You ready for something for the haters? Hit dogs me. lead conference USA in scoring and yards per game offensively. So. That's for the haters. haters. Oh, my God. All right. Score prediction time. Dogs are a 20-and-a-half-point favorite at the moment. Beck, what you got this week? Dogs roll 52-17. Dogs. <laughs> Taves, what you got? Uh, kind of on the long line. I'll shave a little of it off and just go 42-17. Oh, <laughs> Taves. So right. conservative. I got Ben's do- probably got them 17, 13 dogs. I got dogs 27, UTEP 10. 27? Jamar throwing with his left hand. Not back. I just think Hendy running, Henderson running backwards, BC. I just think that it's going to be a little bit of an emotional letdown, long road trip. Not here to make excuses, but just want to tell you, can't believe Tech's going to blow them away. Real quick, a text on the text line. The fact that free tailgating access to the TAC ends at 8 a.m. is pathetic. I showed up at 8.30 with my truck and gear for a group tailgate and was turned away. Do they really expect people to have tailgates set up by 8? What if the game doesn't start until 6? Who wants to be forced to tailgate that long? Tailgating (laughs) area gets emptier and emptier every year as they continue to move the time earlier and earlier. I understand they're trying to protect parking pass spaces, but there has to be a better way. Listen, I didn't even know that. I knew it. I've heard of it. Listen, I'll be honest with you. When I go tailgate, I usually got my three-year-old out there, so I'm not too early. Just looking for champ. That's all you're out there doing. <laughs> looking for champ, looking for a sticker on the face, hoping that Argent has something to eat. But, yeah, I don't know a whole lot of the details about tailgating, but if you have to be there by 8 for a 6 o'clock game, like, I can understand the complaints. I, I don't see the necessity in that one as at all. But uh, great show tonight. Certainly put a bow on it. We certainly put a bow on it. We have the podcast up here in a little bit. Of course, the game day podcast will be up Saturday morning, previewing the minors. Of course, we have the BTB promotion ongoing right now. You can join us at the website for $1, get three months of access. Use the promo code BTB3. You certainly won't regret it. So for Beck Haynes, our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. We'll see you.
Listen for the first National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 97.7. During this Belichick-Brady era, right, there has not been one player that's played with them for more than four or five years other than Vinatieri and Gronk who's going to go to the Hall of Fame. During this time, and Brady. Uh, Belichick, Belichick has lost coaches. Uh, he doesn't even pick in the first round hardly. His draft picks don't even get rookie contract extensions. No. And – with that said, with that said, the reason why I go with Belichick, even with a six-round future Hall of Famer quarterback who is probably the GOAT at that position, he gets the most out of all his players. He gets the most from his players, and he don't always draft in the first round. So I have to give it to Belichick because, again, he loses coaches, he takes on knuckleheads, cuts them, Players don't get rookie extension. They don't. Pay, and, they don't pay their star players. When, you know what I mean? They get rid of them before they get their big deals. Look, I, I like I said, I think Belichick is the goat too. And a lot of you said you think Brady's the goat, but Belichick deserves more credit. I can respect that, but I think it's Brady, and I think the record speaks for itself. Let's finish off with Zach in New Jersey. You're on with Chris and Rob. Hey, what's going on, Chris and Rob? What's up? Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, I got I got to go with Brady, Chris. I got to I got to agree with you, man. Uh, Thank I've, you. I, I, I've never seen anybody dissect defenses like he does, especially over the course of his career. I mean, yeah, they've always had good defenses and don't stuff like, like that. Don't act like don't poo poo it, man. They've had top ten. Hey, defenses. hey, 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 hey! I'm not poo pooing nothing, <laughs> Rob. Man, I gotta I gotta listen to you destroy my Cowboys every week on undisputed, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I gotta I gotta give it to uh, to Tom, man. I, he he does the thing every every year. Words every, and every year he's in the MVP conversation. Yes, I, words of wisdom, excellent, and, excellent. And you call. can give him you can give him French toast and butter, and he makes him the best receivers in the league. No. So, I mean, no question. French toast, butter, and the other team's defensive signals. All right. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. It is the I couple, Chris and Rob. We will be joined by our man, Sean Salisbury, next. But first. Let's get to Steve DeSager for what is trending. Steve. Steve. Hello. Game one of the World Series is underway. Washington at Houston scoreless bottom of the first, but Houston at home has Look at that. a hit and a walk in but the bottom of the first against Max Scherzer. Did you see that uh, stat?